0: the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane!
1: It's Matt Spectro through the multiverse! everyone and thank you for joining us for another exciting episode of Matt Spectro Through the Multiverse. I am your host Matt Spectro, lifetime comic fan, lifetime animation fan and this is the podcast that talks exclusively comic book animation. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to episode 37. Before we get into it, I'm going to briefly explain the rules. Number one, comic book animation. I just said that. Should have been paying attention. Number two, Big fan of DC Comics Presents, Marvel 2-in-1, Marvel Team-Up, Brave and the Bold. Love the old Team-Up comic book, so this is a Team-Up podcast every week. It's me and a special guest talking comic book animation. Third, and most important, we gotta have fun. Welcome to 2022, everyone. It's our first episode of the year. I'm glad to have you. Hope you had a happy new year. We're gonna kick things off right. This is a pretty exciting episode for me, because... First time in the history of the podcast, I am actually going to sit down with the owner of a comic book store, and we're going to talk comic books. We're going to talk animation. It's going to be a good time. We're going to be talking the Mighty Avengers. Before we get into it, I am going to bring on my guest. He is the owner of Enterprises, comic, etc. Welcome to the multiverse, Tim. Good afternoon, Matt. Happy to be aboard. Glad to have you. It's exciting. We're going to be talking the Avengers. Welcome to episode 37, it's pretty exciting, Uh, the first time uh, I've actually sat down with the owner of a comic book store. So before we get into our topic, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask a few questions. What made you decide you were going to open a comic book store?
0: Back in the day, comic books were only available in convenience stores or grocery stores on spinner racks, or you ordered them through the mail. I started out selling comic books through the mail back in the early 80s. Uh, that was quite a while ago. it kind of outgrew itself where I was working out of, so I was looking for a warehouse spot. I ended up finding a retail space that was cheaper than the warehouse. So next thing I know, I was in a retail space with a store. (laughs)
1: Looking back, all that's happened, would you say that uh, you would do it all over again (laughs) if you went back to those days?
0: Well, we closed our Keen store in 2003. And in 2015, we came back to it. <laughs> so we reopened. Yeah, I'd do it again. This is, this is my love.
1: And this is kind of surreal for me because uh, I was coming into your comic store when I was in junior high. So it feels weird all these years later to be sitting down talking comic books. Yeah, we've actually known each other for a long time. In fact, I know your whole family. So <laughs> <laughs> Now, before we get into our topic, the question I do have to ask, the big debate on social media with comic books, and you would probably know better than most, There's two trains of thought. There's the comics are doing better than they ever had before, and there's comics are in the toilet. The industry is almost dead. Which of those do you think is more accurate? I don't think comics are dead. I don't know that they'll ever die
0: completely, but I do think there's an awful lot of really good writers out there right now. Uh, The art and production values on comic books has never been better, so they're making a lot of good inroads that's going to keep comics alive for a long time, I think.
1: Yeah, I tend to lean towards uh, maybe the sales aren't as good as they once were, but I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't think comic book sales are, I don't think the industry's quite dying like I've been told by some people. Yeah, they're definitely
0: not selling in the numbers that we used to, like back in the, the mid 90s when we were ordering, you know, 300 copies of X Men.
1: Uh, now we are lucky if we order 30. So, <laughs> so uh, today we're going to be talking my favorite superhero team, the Mighty Avengers. Now, I might be remembering this wrong because it was so long ago, but I thought I remember you back in the day saying Avengers was also your favorite, but I could be wrong about that.
0: Well, I'd have to say they're one of my favorites. I definitely Spider Man's always been my favorite. I can't help myself. Uh, Fantastic Four is right up there,
1: but Avengers too. Those are my probably top three. So uh, the Avengers, for anybody who doesn't know, they uh, were first published back in 1963 by Marvel Comics. Jack Lee, Jack Lee, Jack Kirby, and Stan Lee created it, and this was kind of interesting because. Up to that point, Marvel, everything had been created specifically for their own comic, but this was the first time they took characters that had already appeared in other comics and gave them their own title, similar to All-Star Comics number 3 with you know the Justice Society and Justice League, where they already took existing characters and formed them, as opposed to Spider-Man was created specifically for Spider-Man. The X-Men were specifically created for the X-Men book, Fantastic Four, etc. And the original lineup, for anyone who does not know, was... Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, Ant-Man, and the Wasp. We are going to be specifically talking the cartoon Avengers United We Stand. We're going to get into some of the the behind the scenes, but uh, I don't know about you, but uh, before we decided to do this episode, I've never actually seen Avengers United We Stand. I'd seen Avengers Assemble, that cartoon from the late, I think it was 2014, but I had not seen this particular cartoon. This is actually the first avengers cartoon not including those bizarre 60s cartoons where they pretty much just took the pages of the comic and kind of added mouths to it right it just using the same uh, animation cell over and over and yeah. over again
0: and <laughs> put different blurbs and stuff yeah it
1: was horrible <laughs> so, this was uh original air date it was october 30th 1999 and we're going to be talking the episode avengers assemble part one now this was produced by uh, Fox Studios, Avi Arad, I think is how you say his name. I've always, I'm not very good at saying names. He produced it. Avi Arad. Avi, there you go. <laughs> Anybody who's a long time listener to the show knows that I butcher names all the time. It was around 1997, I believe. Roland Poindexter, he was the supervising executive in charge of animation. Quite a, uh, <laughs> that's quite a title for Fox. He wanted. Uh, an Avengers cartoon, and he had approached uh, the X Men writers uh, Robert Skier and uh, Marty Eisenberg to develop it. Now, unfortunately, and you'll probably remember this: this is while that happened. That's when Marvel went bankrupt, so the cartoon was unable to be produced at the time. Which I, every time I talk about this, it's so crazy a concept to think Marvel was went bankrupt in the nineties. Right. Did you say this one aired in 1991? No. Ni- if, if I did say that, I meant October 30th, 1999. 1999. Okay. Maybe I said <laughs> I, may have,
0: I may have misheard you. But that explains a lot to me, because I am I was comparing it, having not seen this show be- before either. I watched it, and I was kind of holding it to the standard of some of the animation that's out today, like <sighs> Spider-Man Into the Multiverse. Or, and, uh, boy, it really doesn't hold up to that.
1: <laughs> yeah, so... It was crazy. They went bankrupt, which is amazing, because to me, the 90s Marvel Comics never sold more than they ever did in the, in the 90s. But uh, they came back from the bankruptcy, and uh, they wanted to... It was 1998, but by then, um, Marty Eisenberg and uh, Robert Skeer had gone on. They were working on the uh, Beast Machine Transformers, so they were unable to do so. So he instead uh, hired on... Uh, from X-Men, the animated series, Eric Lewald and his wife, Julia, come aboard as story editors, and uh, Ron Murick to oversee the uh, visual development. And Avengers United, we stay, we're born. Now, some interesting facts. Um, even though everyone associates, I do anyway, Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, none of them were on the main lineup, due to, I guess, some licensing issues that were going on in the 90s where they were trying to get them from other, either live action or animated projects.
0: That could be. I was really surprised at the, uh, the lineup because they were not characters I was expecting to see at all. Uh, even some of the pronunciations of their names, like he called her Tigra. And I always pronounce it Tigra, but I don't know.
1: <laughs> now, uh, the lineup they said was, uh, from what I read, I didn't say this earlier, but I say it every week. Uh, I don't claim to be an expert. My guests necessarily may or may not be an expert. We're just, I'm just a guy that likes to talk comic books. So if I get anything wrong, forgive me. Uh, the lineup, they say, was loosely based on the West Coast Avengers lineup from the uh, late 80s, early 90s. They say it was also highly influenced this cartoon by uh, Batman Beyond. Uh, they like that. And they claim that, uh, and I'm not sure by looking at it, but that this is supposed to take place in the future. It doesn't actually take place in 1999, but there's nothing really in the episode that would indicate that, that I saw anyway.
0: I didn't see anything either. I mean, a lot of it looked kind of futuristic, but especially their costumes, none of their costumes were familiar to me. They were all variations of the normal ones.
1: So this particular episode was directed by Ron Murick and it's written by Eric Lewald. Like I said, it's called Avengers Assemble Part 1. Since we've been talking about the lineup, we're going to get into some of the, the credit of the characters plus the voice acting. So bizarrely, the leader was Ant-Man. <laughs> has A-Man ever been the leader of the Avengers in their 50, close to 60-year history now? I don't know for sure that he's ever been the leader. He's always played a part, but no, I don't think he's ever led the group. I think also their logic going into this is like, in the 90s, if you remember, Batman the Animated Series was very successful, Superman the Animated Series, X-Men the Animated Series, Spider-Man. So I think they thought at this point they could produce any comic book cartoon and it was going to be a hit. Uh which <laughs> they're gonna be they're in for a rude awakening. Now Ant Man was created by Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, and Larry Lieber. Uh he's voiced here by Rod Wilson. He actually he's done a lot of voice acting. He was actually long shot on X-Men the Animated Series. I don't even remember that, but uh I'll have to take their word for it. <laughs> uh now uh if you're gonna have Ant Man, you gotta have Wasp. She's created by Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, and uh Ernie uh Hurt. She's voiced by a Linda Valentine. She has lots of voice acting, including she's uh, Lady Lydia, currently on the Go Dog Go cartoon, which you probably haven't seen. <laughs> I only know it because my daughter's two. So, uh, she, right, I don't have any kids that age. I, <laughs> I, I haven't heard that. And she actually voiced Sailor Moon on the uh, English dub version of the Sailor Moon cartoons. Hawkeye is here, created by uh, Stanley and Don Heck. He's voiced by Tony Daniels, not to be confused with uh, Anthony Daniels of Star Wars fame. He had voiced Gambit on the, not the X-Men the animated series, but the next X-Men cartoon. Do you remember that? What was it like Wolverine and the X-Men or something like that? I don't recall. (laughs) Wonder Man is on here. He's created by Don Heck, Jack Kirby, and Stan Lee. and uh, A Hamish McEwen voiced him, but I couldn't find anything on that whatsoever. Falcon is here. He's created by Stan Lee and Gene Colin And a Martin Roach does uh, his voice. Now, he is apparently prominent in Canadian voice acting predominantly. He had a long list of things I had never heard of. Atomic Puppet and Crash Canyon were two of the listings I found. And I've never heard of those cartoons ever. No, I've never <laughs> heard of those either. <laughs> the Vision, created by Roy Thomas and John Buscemi. He's voiced by Ron Rubin. He has done a lot of uh, voice acting. He was Artemis on the Sailor Moon English dub. He also was the voice of uh, Mahoney on the Police Academy cartoon. Do you even remember that existing? I do. Uh, I, I caught a couple of episodes of that. I was a big fan of the movies.
0: so but I remember I did the see.
1: toys that came out with it, but I don't remember the actual cartoon. Well, yeah, I don't remember seeing the toys either, but I saw a couple of episodes of the cartoon. Tigra, Tigra, however you want to say it. Uh, Roy Thomas, Wally Wood, Tony Isabella, and Don Parlin created her. Uh, uh, Lenore Zan is uh, her voice. And uh, she was the voice of Rogue on X-Men the Animated Series. She's also actually at one point a member of the Canadian Parliament, if you can believe that. But <laughs> So it looks like there is a lot of crossover from X-Men the Animated Series on this. Yeah, you're probably going to get to the Scarlet Witch voice pretty soon, right? <laughs> yeah. She is next, the Scarlet Witch. She was created by Jack Le- Jack Lee, Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. And I don't even know if I can say the, the name of the actress. She was Stravola. I don't know if I can say the Stravola Logothius. Uh, it's probably a butchering. And uh, she didn't do a lot of voice acting. I saw she was in both of uh, my big fat Greek wedding films. With a name like that, which is obviously Greece, that doesn't really surprise me. But yeah, I couldn't. I, I'm sorry to anybody who's a fan of hers. I'm sure I butchered her name beyond belief. And finally, our villain. Ultron, he was created by Roy Thomas and John Buscemi. A John Stalker does his voice. Uh, He is a long, long list of voice acting. He was Toad in all the Super Mario cartoons. He's also Leech on X-Men the Animated Series as well. So, expectations I think are high with um, the uh, crossover from the very successful, very popular X-Men the Animated Series. So, going into this, you know, with my favorite group and X-Men, you know, a lot of the creative talent, you're expecting big things from this. Wouldn't you say that that would, with just seeing that on paper would make you think this is going to be pretty solid work? Well, I I haven't watched a lot of the
0: Marvel animation, I have to confess. And so, I went into this with really low expectations. And <laughs> they were certainly met.
1: And, uh, another fascinating little tidbit is uh, the late great Len Wein actually wrote an episode or two of this cartoon. Yeah. um, For anyone who doesn't know, you should know. uh, He was the co creator of Swamp Thing, Wolverine, Colossus, Storm. Yeah. He actually wrote some of the episodes. This was only a one season show. It only lasted for 13 episodes. And you're going to find this shocking. But when I was doing my research for this episode, uh, I found several top five (laughs) worst animated (laughs) superhero cartoons. (laughs) And this
0: appeared on a lot of them. Now, somehow that doesn't surprise me. I'm I'm not saying it didn't have any good attributes it just didn't have a lot i mean again i was probably comparing it to some of the the more modern animation that's being done and
1: just the colors and the layouts it just it didn't flow well it was not what i expected now we have to go into this realizing this was the 90s and in the 90s if you're too young to remember ridiculously over muscled characters ridiculous like redone costumes that were like very much in the vein of the image, like Rob Liefeld, those kind of guys. So you have to kind of put your mindset. It's, it's highly influenced by what was very successful in that decade. But on that note, we are going to sit down and we are going to watch Avengers United. We stand the episode Avengers Assemble. And then we're going to come back and talk about it. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
0: They're the ultimate team of superheroes, an elite brigade sworn to fight crimes of mass destruction. They are the Avengers. And if you think you've got what it takes to become one, think again. You don't just join. The team has to decide. Tigra, part woman, part tiger, giving her incredible athletic ability and cat-like reflexes.
1: The harder they are, the bigger they fall.
0: The vision, an artificial synthesoid being. Special powers can change his density to be light as a feather or heavy as 40 tons.
1: Your weapons are useless. Scarlet Witch, a gypsy
0: mutant who casts fate-changing hexes. You of all this will Man, all-around good guy possessing powers too secret to tell.
1: Got you covered, huh? You want to be one of us, huh? Better guys and you have tried to become an Avenger and failed. Find out if
0: you've got what it takes when you catch the Avengers. Next Saturday morning with an all-new episode at 10.30 only on Fox Kids. Well, well, Mr. Sleaze. Put him up, dirt bag. Surprise, my honey. You're done in the tie trick. Now back off. Okay. My crazy grizzer. Well, lucky break. keep
1: right. <laughs> Zed, look out. Come yeah. to He's dangerous. dangerous. Dangerous? Dangerous. Wow. So long. Gotcha, Welcome to jail. I love this job. Please come clean and justice triumphs again. Case closed. Police academy each house separately. I feel a draft
0: someday i'll fight evil whoa are you ready to be an avenger <laughs> to be an avenger you must be strong, smart, smart quick and true avengers assemble avengers. avengers old one's cannon lights up a is for action wonder man's ready ant-man's minijet is set for action ant-man extends
1: captain america's
0: droid explodes The heal will protect the avengers that exactly. all
1: the sky cycle soars into battle falcon surprise attack That's bird brain hawkeye's quick drawing arrow will punish
0: evil ah! the avengers united they stand each sold separately
1: Meanwhile, behind the facade of this innocent looking podcast. (laughs) And we are back! And hopefully, you just also watched Avengers United We Stand, Avengers Assemble Part 1. I got to just say, uh, not going to get into my full review until we get to the end, but that was something, uh, (laughs) to say the least. We opened with the credits with an intro song that, it sounded to me like someone took the X-Men theme song and kind of just did a watered down version of it a little bit, with like you get kind of an intro to all the characters in the lineup, which is kind of a big lineup I got to say as well automatically I was thinking, man, not. there's not going to be a lot of character development on this episode where they have so many heroes join into it. Did you notice like, when between the music, there was this little whisper of going, Avengers, <laughs> during the opening song? I don't think I caught that. It was the opening w- where they had all of the,
0: they were suiting up to go into action and and it took like five minutes for them all to put their stuff on. <laughs>
1: yes, you know, they're all- having their end in the, in the episode. like They have their costumes, but on top of it, they have like... Battle armor as well. Right, they're all clicking together,
0: these belt things that they're putting together, and it just takes an abnormally long time.
1: (laughs) I can only assume they had to have been like to promote some kind of toy sale. Like They could do numerous versions of the same characters, because, yeah, it's kind of weird. So we open with a rainstorm over the city, and uh, Ultron is uh, in a warehouse, and he says he's building new life. The humans, they don't deserve life. And he's going to bring his robot to life. Now, Ultron looked like gigantic to me. I don't know. Like he looked huge and his shoulders were like bigger than his head. (laughs)
0: Well, I think the character is supposed to be larger than
1: human, but he was like two stories high. (laughs) And uh, he's creating a robot. He says he's going to be perfect, just like him. It's the vision that he's building, who is a living machine. And uh, the Vision's going to help him rid the world of wretched humanity. So, just like in the uh, comic book, vision starting off as a bad guy. Vision, uh, they got the colors right and all, but the costume just is kind of clunky looking. He looked more robotic, I guess, would be the best way I would describe it. Right. Definitely more robotic and the, like the joints were not human looking like he certainly is. Yeah, there. he kind of looked like an action figure come to life is the best yep. way I could describe it.
0: Yeah, but out of all of the costumes that I saw on that show, I liked his the best.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I would probably agree with that. So he says only Hank Pym can stop him, and he shows Hank Pym on a bunch of screens where you find out he is the uh, leader of the Avengers, so he's going to be the first to perish. And then he does this weird bit where his fist flies off his arm and punches (laughs) all the screens and destroys them. Yeah, they spent a lot of time on
0: that, too. I mean, there was probably 12 different screens there, and they had to show him breaking each and every one of them. And then the
1: hand flies back and reattaches itself. So I just got to ask, like, every time he gets mad, does he have to replace his monitors and his fist is constantly destroying. <laughs> Seems like a waste, but there's nothing on
0: TV anyway.
1: They go to Avengers Mansion where uh, we find out the president is going to present an award to the Avengers. Wasp asks Hank if he enjoys the attention. I got to say, Wasp, for some weird reason, looks like a teenager on this and her costume is terrible. I thought maybe she was like, A different version of the Wasp at first, but he did call her Jan, so. Yeah, and I know Wasp has had a bunch of costumes over the years, more than any other hero, but I I don't know. The costume looked like a Firestar, like, reject, I would almost describe it. Yeah, and like I said,
0: aside from the vision, most of those costumes did not look familiar to me at
1: all. No. (laughs) Um, He says that uh, the Avengers should avoid the spotlight, but it is hard to say no to the president. She even says it's harder to say no to the Wasp. But they do deserve the award, they all agree on, him and the Avengers. There's a little thing about him, uh, them doubting his leadership because he's not one of the big three. And There's an actual portrait of Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America, so the, the implication is this is not the first version of the Avengers. She does point out that they both helped form the Avenger, and he's the world's greatest biochemist. So uh, there's that as well. Um... Then we switch to uh, Wonder Man is doing a training session with Wanda. She's blasting with her hex and says that uh, she never knows what's going to happen. That's why they got to train so uh, she can be prepared. And she says that uh, how nice Simon is, what you would do without them. Wonder Man kind of had a costume kind of what I'm used to. He had the sleeveless shirt with the big W and the shades, Somewhat, yeah. But he had the weird green pants and did you notice like his upper body looked like disproportionate to the rest of his body? I think that was common through most of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was not, not the best. And then we see a uh, Hawkeye who is uh, training with Tigra, uh, Tigra, however you want to say it. Shooting a bunch of arrows which she's dodging. She said she wanted a real workout so then he shoots five arrows at once where she just catches them all. I gotta say, Hawkeye is like probably my second or third favorite Avenger, and his costume is the worst. <laughs> it is terrible. It really is. And uh, the voice wasn't
0: horrible, but the lines were just so plastic. I mean, it was nothing,
1: it didn't sound like normal conversation ever. It would look like a cross between his old when he was Goliath back in the 70s with his Hawkman costume. I mean Hawkman, Hawkeye costume. Bad. And his voice sounds like he's trying to do like a Wolverine or something where he sounds really raspy, like he's trying to sound badass all the time. <laughs> Not a fan, I got to say. They're about ready to meet the president, but then the alarm goes off. And for the first time, we get to hear, Avengers assemble. So that was that was kind of neat, even though I prefer it when they go into battle or something and say it. So mm. could have been better. They see that the robot is attacking the... Uh, should say a bunch of robots are attacking the president's chopper. So then they do the Avengers assemble, and this is the weird montage we talked about earlier where they put on like belt buckles and helmets with big A's on it and you get this long shot of them getting into their battle armor. Except for like Wonder Man and actually it's really only Ant Man and Wasp and Hawkeye that really get into this bizarre battle armor. Yeah, I think if if they're really trying to stretch for time, you
0: know <laughs> To fill up the uh, whatever the time period was, they were filling in with
1: a lot of duplication of stuff that they could have done without. They get into the Quinjet. They're going to go there. We switch to a, a viewpoint of we find out is the vision. Ultron asks him if the Avengers are there. He says that uh, not yet. And uh, they're going to press harder. They want to uh, draw out Hank Pym. And he says he's not going to let the target vehicle escape. And then they show inside the chopper where one of the Secret Service guys is actually shooting his pistol out of the window of the chopper at these weird robots. And the robots, I guess the best I could describe them, they kind of look like the Insecticons almost, but like smaller. They're these weird kind of insect type robots. But there's also like trucks that are robots as well.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of like stuff stolen from the Transformers there, I think. But uh, I did notice that the uh, Secret Service guy was shooting through the window. <laughs>
1: And the window didn't break or anything. (laughs) (laughs) No. So then we go to uh, Sam Wilson, who's uh, in his apartment where there's a fight outside. And uh, they actually blow the side of his apartment out. This is just a coincidence. They're not targeting Sam Wilson. It just happened. So he says they picked the wrong neighborhood to shoot up. And he says, come on, Red Wing. And we actually get a glimpse of Red Wing. And it's not the robotic MCU Red Wing. It's the actual bird, which I thought was pretty nice. The poor Red Wing seems to have gotten forgotten. Into the current era of well, Marvel, I don't, did the original Red Wing get killed or something, and somewhere along the line, because I don't
0: recall that. But
1: I think he did because I don't remember in any of the recent cap stuff I've because I bought a couple of cap trades lately, and Red Wings nowhere to be found. So I can only assume he's died at some point. Right, because he started out as an actual bird. Yes. But. yes. <laughs> and we go back to Vision, who says that uh, the primary target, Ant Man, has arrived, and they have to isolate and destroy them. So then the Quinjet, they're all gonna leave and Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch go on his flying motorcycle thing which is from the comics but it just didn't look anything like the old thing Hawkeye used to drive that I remember anyway. There's a big fight. Tiger gets hurt. It looks like she's gonna uh, get really damaged but Falcon comes and saves the day. She doesn't even know who the Falcon is at this point which I found kind of weird. I know he's not an Avenger but you'd think they're both in New York. They would know who the Falcon is. Right, I I thought... That was kind of strange, too. Of course,
0: I didn't know what the timeline was here we were looking at. So was this before the Falcon teamed up with Captain America? But then again, if you look at his costume, that was a costume he used later. It wasn't the original Falcon yeah, costume. Yeah, so
1: the timeline is a little screwy. Uh, Vision shoots down the President's chopper. He brings him down. Hank Pym tells Hawkeye to protect the President because the robots take out the Secret Service. But then Hawkeye shows up and just blows him up with two explosive arrows. No, No big deal. No fuss, no muss. Vision uh, shows up. He shoots a a laser. Hawkeye tries to blow him up with an arrow, but it has absolutely no effect. He uh, shoots at Hawkeye, but then Wonder Man gets there and uh, blocks it. But then he goes through the Vision. And then uh, the President is surrounded by these, basically looks like the Transformers to me. They look like cars that (laughs) are shooting like cannons at him. Yeah, and they must not have been put together as well as uh, Vision or or Ultron because... He blew them up easily. <laughs> <laughs> no problem whatsoever. Hawkeye and Falcon are going to save him. When uh, Hawkeye uh, blows them up with his arrows, he says, time for a tune-up. So there's that that dialogue you discussed earlier, being very, <laughs> very bland. And then he says, who's that bird guy? They've never even heard of the Falcon, let alone met him. Vision says how oh, things have changed destruction of the Ant-Man is impossible at this time. And Ultron tells him to abort. I don't know what exactly has happened that has made it impossible to destroy Hank Pym at this time. They always had to have known the Avengers were going to come along. I was wondering all along why Hank Pym would have been the primary target anyway. I mean, there were other members there that had way more power than Hank Pym. Um, I know Ultron said he was since he's the only one who knows him for some reason that that's the only person who could defeat him why he must die.
0: I think Pym had something to do with the uploading of Ultron's whole psyche
1: thing. Yeah. Along with uh Tony Stark. Yeah, I assume they're going with the old comic book origin of where Hank Pym created Ultron and gave him the artificial intelligence. I assume is what they're getting this from, even though it's never said in this cartoon. Right. So maybe that's why he thinks he's the biggest threat there. That would make sense. Now Ant Man yells at Hawkeye and told him to protect the president because the president got hurt. And he said, I did, and I took on Mr. Bright Eyes to save your jet. So there's the classic uh, back and forth, and he says if it wasn't for him, the president would be squirrel food, which I thought was the lamest thing <laughs> I ever heard in my life. He says that the the president doesn't see it that way. Now they're getting uh, they're getting yelled at, which was pretty much Peter Guyrich, but not Peter Guyrich like the old government liaison from the 70s. He's yelling at the Avengers over what happened. It's obviously supposed to be him, but it doesn't really look like him. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't have the red hair or those uh, the shades he used to always wear. He calls the Avengers hot shots and said if it wasn't for Falcon, they never would have saved him, which Hawkeye retorts, Falcon is just a local hero where we can go anywhere and you know it.
0: Yeah, and it was like suddenly now they know all about him where they didn't even <laughs> know who he was five
1: minutes ago. But, you know, and not only that, they, I don't, I don't, I don't even understand Hawkeye's point. So they can go anywhere, whatever. Like, does that have anything to do with them saving the president's life? So, uh, Wasp asks uh, what exactly the president wants. And he says he wants two things he never wants to see Hawkeye's face again. And he wants Falcon to join the team. That's why Hawkeye starts wearing a mask, maybe. (laughs) That could, could be. But then they make it clear they choose their own members, which is kind of weird because there's been multiple times the Avengers when members have been forced upon them by the government. That's happened in several different storylines. In fact, when Falcon first joined the Avengers back in the 70s, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> so um, he says then he's going to take the full authorization of the federal government to make the Avengers' lives miserable. And then he said, congratulations, here's your plaque. And he throws it on
0: the <laughs> Apparently, he's never read any of the Avengers because they've never had a
1: great life. (laughs) It's always been miserable. They've always had a lot of strife. He says that they call him a jerk. Tim says for the good of the team that uh, Hawkeye has to lay low, which uh, all the team protests. and He's mad that he's the fault guy and he's going to storm out of there, which I'll say this for, despite how I hate the way Hawkeye talks, they kind of got his character, how He always was the hothead that didn't take orders from anyone. Right. I could definitely see him getting a little butt hurt there and and walking out. Simon goes after him to try and calm him down. He says if he's not good enough to be seen with the Avengers, maybe he's not good enough to be an Avenger. He says how Simon is his only real friend. You know why I have to do this? Which I don't remember Hawkeye and Simon ever being all that close in any of the versions I've ever read. Then they did this really bizarre fist bump, handshake, high five. I don't know if you remember that. I
0: must have blinked. I don't remember that.
1: <laughs> I probably would have thought that was odd. Where I wish this was a, uh, it wasn't just an audio. I wish this was a visual because he like does double fist bump, which Hawkeye doesn't fist bump back. He kind of puts his hand out and almost catches them like a high five. It was really strange. I don't know what was going on here. Scarlet Witch is going to go after Clint. By the way, Scarlet Witch, very heavy on the European accent the way they uh made her sound on this. Like I know in the Iron Man cartoon she had an accent, but this one seems like that but like to the 10th degree it seems well, really heavy. Yeah, she's supposed to have a Russian accent, but that was the worst Russian accent I ever heard. <laughs> and her costume was I got to say it's horrible. Not that any of them were all that good. But... Some of the colors were just so stark. It was Yeah, for Scarlet Witch, she had a lot of purple in her costume I thought. Like, but like a not like a dark purple, like a light, weird kind of purple. Yeah, not typically what you would think of as scarlet, maybe. <laughs> no, Yeah, definitely. Not. And then Jarvis actually shows up with the destroyed robot, says it's leaking oil on the carpet, which they tell him to go into the uh and put them all with the other ones. They start talking about uh Falcon joining and they call him that feathered fellow. I mean, at this point, why they, they aren't calling him Falcon, I have no idea. Tigris says that uh. He saved her life. She likes that in a fella. That's what turns on Tigra, people that save her life. Uh, uh, (laughs) Pim says he's going to continue to uh, examine the robot while he's doing it with wasps. Like All these warnings go off. uh, The the screens are lighting up. They said that uh, they had examined it before with nothing on there, no signs of danger, so they're really baffled by this. He tells wasps to get out of there and seal the blast doors while he's going to handle it. They go to Ultron's lab where suddenly for some weird reason, Ultron is just ahead. It's being carried around by robotic arms around his own lab for some reason. Does he do this all the time when he's hanging out by himself? What was the point of this? Was that in the same episode? Because yeah. I missed that too. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> he's talking to Vision. If you notice, he's just ahead and his robotic arms are carrying him around the lab. I think I was getting
0: anxious for the episode to get over with and spaced a little bit of that. I was upset when
1: I said continued. <laughs> <laughs> you were blocking it out at this point. He says that uh, the plan was good, but he, they didn't account for the Falcon. Apparently, that was like he was the X Factor that just ruined Ultron's plans. Vision says when the Avengers are separated, they're going to be vulnerable. Ultron says that he prefers the word destroyed So Ultron, uh, he means business. He says that robot that they have in the mansion, he scanned the weaknesses of the mansion's defenses. So what they're going to do, they're going to distract all the Avengers to isolate Hank Pym. And then phase two of Ultron's plan begins. So I guess phase one was getting the robot into the Avengers' mansion to set this up in the first place? That
0: could be. Um, I mean, the whole thing with the president was just like a ruse to draw them out. Didn't seem like they had any real animosity towards the president at all. Uh, It was just to bring out the
1: Avengers. But yeah, this is phase two, but he says his plan was thrown off all because of the Falcon. So, I'm not even sure at this point what phase one really was at this point. I have no idea. (laughs) Maybe they intended to not. Maybe they just, no, I don't know. Maybe they intended to. Get the robot, but they seem pretty hell bent like this plan was to kill Hank Pym. So I'm sure in part two they're gonna figure this all out and it'll all come to a fine conclusion. So then um we switched to the Falcon, who's uh he's at Madison Square Garden waiting in line. We never find out what for, if it's a concert, basketball game, what have you. Now he's there with a kid who you find out is his nephew Andrew. Now at this point I don't understand why they wouldn't just have Jim Wilson be his nephew like he is in the comic book why did they have <laughs> this was he the same kid that got knocked down he looked like he was dead earlier yeah well no that happens like in a call you're jumping ahead a little bit yes it's the same kid that gets knocked down in the scene oh but in the comic books falcon has a nephew jim wilson why wouldn't you just use right. be- <laughs> jim wilson i don't understand maybe because jim wilson had died in the comics at this point maybe is the reason they did it but even then, like, who cares? It's not like they have to match the continuity of the comic book. I don't know. I guess we'll never know the answer to that one. So the robots show up. Well, these buses first drive by, and Sam does comment that it's odd that there are no passengers on the bus. So remember that. If you ever see a bus with no passengers, it might actually be a uh, killer robot that <laughs> transforms and shoots missiles. <laughs> they start shooting up the place. He tells Andrew to... Uh, you know, hide in the uh, inside so he doesn't get hurt. Pym's working on the drone. So the Avengers go to save the day at Madison Square Garden but leave Hank Pym behind to work on this drone, which I'm pretty sure is phase two that Ultron referred to earlier. That's his chance for an inside man attack. <laughs> now, um, Falcon, uh, even though he told Andrew to stay outside, he does not listen. He goes to try and help him and he gets hurt in the process, which we don't know if he's dead, hurt, injured, but he does. they both get shot and get blasted where Falcon's kind of holding them where he's definitely hurt. The things are about to shoot them where Wonder Man comes in and actually saves the day so they don't get shot. And Wasp comments about how this is just like this morning, but there's no president. So what is the plan here? Why are they doing this again? So Wasp is starting to put two and two together that something's rotten in Denmark. Right, because every time they're out there, it seems like, they get it resolved too easily. Yeah. <laughs> Not much of a contest, really. In fact, after they fight the robots for a few minutes, the robots all just shut down and get destroyed, and uh, they even comment about how this was all too easy. They, they defeated them too quickly. We go back to the mansion where the security's been breached. Hank Pym is fighting off some of the bots. Vision shows up. He's uh, about to uh, blast Hank Pym with his uh, his laser beams. Wonder Man shows up at the last minute, gets shot, and gets knocked out. And we end the episode on To Be Continued where the robots are about to self-destruct. In fact, Vision is doing a countdown of three, two, one, and boom. That's the cliffhanger of Avengers United We Stand, Avengers Assemble, Part 1. I don't know about you, but I can't wait to see Part (laughs) 2. On the edge of my seat, I was watching this with my wife and right when it was over, she said, thank God I don't have to watch
0: Part 2. I'll have to wait till my wife's not around. She's not going to watch the second part of that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: so there you have it Avengers uh, United we stand Avengers assemble we've kind of made our feelings known but we're going to jump right to the uh, spectrometer anyone new to the show the spectrometer is where we rank what we just saw zero spectros being absolute garbage four being perfection doesn't get any better Tim how many spectros are you going to rank Avengers United we stand Avengers assemble
0: Okay. Having given it some thought, I think I would probably give it a two. All right. Two. I was actually, I was expecting lower, to be honest with you. It would have been lower, except there were a few things that I did like about it. Um, But like I said, I had low expectations going in, and they met my low expectations. (laughs) Um, So I'd give it a two because... I made it to the end of the episode, even though I must have fell asleep there for a couple of things. But
1: You missed when Ultron was just ahead. Yes, I missed that part for sure. <laughs> I'm going to give it a one. I got to say, uh, I see now why this is on so many top five worst. This was pretty terrible. Animation was cheap, shoddy, rushed. Character designs are terrible, like terrible. The only one I would say is Falcon is the only one I think that... Falcon and Vision, I think, are fine. The rest, especially Hawkeye and Ant-Man, are are atrocious. Really bad. I mean, the voice acting, especially on Hawkeye, is awful. It's overstuffed with characters that some don't even get to do. Like, Tigra and Scarlet Witch particularly don't do, like, anything in this episode. Uh, Story was kind of bad. Like, uh, just not good at all well you know sometimes when they're doing
0: a two-part storyline the first part doesn't really get filled out so you don't get the whole story It seems incomplete seems but maybe
1: part two will rectify that you don't know that's true so maybe I have to maybe I'll have a whole different opinion on part one once I've <laughs> I've watched part two uh, the only things I did like about it was uh, I do like that they gave us some Avengers that we had not really seen hardly ever in animation. Up to that point, Uh, to be honest, uh, at that point, really, Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch had been on the Iron Man cartoon from a couple of years earlier. But really, most of these characters have never really appeared in any kind of animation up to that point. So that part I did like that you got to spotlight some of the lesser known Avengers. But other than that, it was, especially with the talent, you know, the people that came from X-Men the Animated Series are working on this. And that was such a good series. I don't know why this is so bad. I think I really would have expected better, they say. And most of those
0: people I've never heard of. But there were a couple of names that I had heard of from the X-Men. And, yeah, they they did a much better job on
1: the X-Men. Especially disappointing because this is like the first real Avengers cartoon. Like, this is like something I'd be waiting for. Like, that's my favorite superhero team. Like, I'm looking forward to an Avengers cartoon. And this is just bad. Just really terrible. I'm sticking with my one. I'm giving it one. What did you think out there? Did you like it better than uh, we did? Uh, If you did, that's okay. We can't take that away from you. (laughs) I would like to hear from you so you can go to my social media and uh, let me know. You can find me on Twitter, at Matt Spectro. And you can go to my Facebook page, Matt Spectro, through the multiverse. Uh, Another thing we do here is uh, every week we discuss if 2020, well, it's 2022 now. In 2022, a child comes across Avengers, United We Stand. What do you think? Do they like it? Not like it? apathetic how old is the
0: child (laughs) i think anybody (laughs) six or under might think it's great but older than that and plus you know even younger kids today have gotten used to watching cartoons with better production values and things better animation maybe better voices too
1: yeah i'm gonna say probably no because even the little kids who might not put much thought into it most of them now know like from how popular the mcu is most people know the avengers and they have a certain thing and They're not even like the current MCU. I I don't. Maybe a little kid would come across this and like it, but even to them, I think the animation is going to seem so dated and cheesy. I I don't really think. I don't think anyone really. (laughs) I grew up watching the Spider-Man animated series back in the '60s. You know how bad that was.
0: (laughs) Uh, This just didn't impress
1: me. No, I'm not impressed at all. I I don't think anyone. I don't think the the families of the creators would really even enjoy this. This was. I, I gotta say is pretty bad. Um, But like I said, if you like it, great. No one can take that away from you. Well, there you have it. That is it for this week. I want to thank you all for joining us. Like I said, my uh, Twitter handle is uh, Matt Spectro. While you're there, give me a follow. I'd appreciate it. If you could like and follow my Facebook page, I'd like that as well. Any comments I'd like to hear from you, opinions, thoughts, ideas for guest episodes, please let me know. I always like to hear from you. Comments on the show. And if you could also uh, smash the subscribe button, uh, on my podcast. I appreciate it. And if you give me a review as well, that really helps as well. Support Indie Podcasts. A lot of it is just people going out there having a good time doing it for a lot of effort for little to no money. And there's a lot of us out there. Tim, I want to thank you for joining us as well. Happy to have been here. At this point in time, I always give the the guests the floor.
0: Plug away. Well, I just want to thank you for coming in and uh, doing this here. Right, We're in the back of the store right now uh, in our gaming area. Actually, have some people milling around in the store. I hope that doesn't mess the sound up too much. But uh, here at Enterprise Comics, et etc., we're looking forward to a new year. Uh, last year was our best year yet. Surprisingly, uh, it was Say fantastic. Ever or since you made your comeback? Ever really? Really, All <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. So uh, this year we don't know what to expect, but uh, you know we're looking forward to it. My wife Tracy and I are here seven days a week (laughs) for people if you want to check our hours on our website you can go to eat etc.com check out our website and maybe follow us on facebook every time we have an event or something like that we always post it on there for
1: you beautiful thanks for joining us i really appreciate it i hope you'll come back for another episode sometime. love to do that sometime all right perfect so that's it for this week uh thank you for joining us once again and uh tune in every week for a new exciting episode of Matt Spector through the multiverse. Excelsior!